As we continue our look at the Gospels, Luke 11 says, As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. And so he went in and took his place at the table. Now, we need to note as we get started that a Pharisee was the kind of person who kept both the oral and the written law perfectly in regard to its external commandments, the things that I do on the outside of me, but quite often lost sight of the more important internal or spiritual requirements of the law. So, as we read verse 38, this host, this Pharisee, was amazed to see that Jesus sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish custom. That word custom is important because it wasn't in the law, but it was an important custom. Now, your mother was right. My mother was right. You should wash your hands before eating. But this particular washing practice was due to the oral tradition. The Old Testament, Old Testament actually has no such requirement. And the purpose for such washing was ceremonial. It was not hygienic. It wasn't because you've been out in the fields all day and got your hands dirty. It was simply so that you may look and feel ceremonially clean. Now, you may recall that in other encounters, Jesus was criticized because his disciples did not wash their hands. But here, Jesus is being attacked directly. Verse 39 says, Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean up the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and wickedness. He chose two words. Fools, he said. Didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? In other words, your entire concern is focused on external actions rather than on the more important internal condition of yours. And so Jesus sets him straight in verse 41. He says, so clean the inside by giving gifts. Remember, he'd accused them of greed. Clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor and you will be clean all over. In other words, get rid of your greed by practicing concern and generosity for the poor and take care of the wickedness, the uncleanness, the greed that's inside of you. Now, this is one you achieve only by changing the way you think as well as by changing your behavior and actions. You change the way you think about what's yours, what you want to hold on to, and how you should be generous with what really belongs to God. And then your behavior changes as you do that. Notice that Jesus isn't condemning them for having possessions. Jesus is arguing the need for a correct attitude toward and use of those possessions. Their wealth and their positions are for them, but also for taking care of others. And in the context of greed, an appropriate cleansing of the inner heart is through repentance, which would manifest, lead to generosity. Alms for the poor, as the Old Testament in King James says. We're blessed so that we can bless others. To not share what is God's and what God entrusts to our stewardship leads to greed and sin, a misuse of his intention. Now, it's important to note that Jesus actually spent a fair amount of time in the Gospels correcting the Pharisees. They were supposed to be teachers and representatives of the way people should live, and they were messing up. One of the things we learn about Jesus through these encounters is that Jesus cares very much about right living by his people. And though it may have seemed to the Pharisees that Jesus was condemning, Jesus was using his correction redemptively, as he always does. He was trying to help them understand what God's expectations really are so that everyone might walk in the blessings that God intended. 
Remember the Bible tells us, whom God loves, he corrects, he chastens. So in verse 42, Jesus said, What sorrow awaits you Pharisees? You are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Tithing herbs was not condemned. Neglecting the more important issues was. A visual occupation with the trivial, while neglecting the most important, to love God and to love one's neighbor, it's just hypocrisy. Jesus does a pretty good job of dressing down the Pharisees who were guilty of bad behaviors, but he does it to help them and instruct them, and so by association, us. Here's how this account about Pharisees can apply to you and me. We might tend to think of Pharisees bad, Christians good, but not all Pharisees displeased God, and not all Christians please God. It's all about our inner heart. There are actually two other types of Pharisees who are mentioned in the Talmud that we can and should aspire to be like. One that's referred to as the God-fearing Pharisee, who lives in holy awe and the fear of God, and the God-loving Pharisee, who loves God from his heart. So today, as I examine my walk with God, and as you walk with yours, am I paying too much attention to what's on the outside and not enough on what's on the inside? Jesus is giving us the opportunity to think about it and to make some changes in our life. And so, Lord, with your help, we want to be the kind of person who takes more interest in what's going on inside of us than on what we look like on the outside. God, help us to do that today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So keep washing your hands and keep the faith.